To listen to memory card episodes early and ad-free, consider supporting the show via Patreon at patreon.com memcard. Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. So, the first episode of this new season, we, we kind of switched it up and had a guest because, uh, you know, we wanted to do something special for Black History Month. The episode that we're about to record, the episode that you're hearing right now, uh, was going to be originally our first episode, mm -hmm. because we like to do the thing where we both come in with some information, and uh, we're, we're both the expert. That's what, that's what we're doing today. Share the spotlight. Yeah, share the spotlight just a little bit. You know, I can't let Push, just because he has way more Twitter followers than me, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta outshine him. <laughs> So, uh, Push, the question that we're starting off with today is, um, is there a party from your childhood mm -hmm. that uh, really stands out in your mind as, you know, being really memorable, I guess, in a good or bad way, but preferably in a good way? One of my friends, uh, well, my best friend growing up, uh, Chris, he had like a birthday party, I think when we were in sixth grade. And like I had just like transferred mm -hmm. to uh, a new school because like up until that time I was in a, a, a Catholic school, even though I, I wasn't Catholic. <laughs> I went to from a Catholic school to like a public school. This uh, this friend, uh, it was like his, it was like the first birthday party I went to, I think, in that school. Now, he he was at the public school or he was back at your old school in the public school. Oh, OK, so yeah, he was yeah. like the first. Yeah, yeah. First, like first. uh first friend i made and you know and um first party i went to in that school it was like wild because like he had like a, a dirt bike <laughs> and like he, he got like he like rode it around uh, around his house like inside uh, outside oh, oh out around his house okay i was like holy crap yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember having like such a fun time at that party where did he let you ride the uh dirt bike uh, not that time, but eventually I did ride it, and um, that was a that was a pretty cool experience because I I didn't I was too afraid to stop, so I actually just jumped off the bike. Oh no! Um, <laughs> bail out, bail out. But um, yeah, we ended up having like a lot of crazy adventures together. That's good. Well, it sounds like you guys stayed uh, friends, you know, yep. beyond that initial party. So you yeah, yeah you must have done something right. We actually still talk even. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, kind of similar. I had a friend growing up, um, and, and we didn't uh, really connect until end of elementary school, maybe like middle school. Um, his name was Luke, and he, every year for his birthday, he threw like this big party where he'd invite um, like all of my closest friends, and we would uh, sleep over in his basement. Yeah. And um, his parents would like go all out with, you know, snacks and drinks. He had a pool. Oh, nice. He had a pinball machine in his basement. What? And uh, every year we would have a Kemp's tournament, if you know. Do you know how to play Kemp's? No. Oh, okay. Man, I don't know if that's a regional thing, but it's a card game where you basically try to get um, four of the same card, and then you have to signal to your partner secretly that you have it. Oh, okay. I did know it. Yeah. That was always like a, like a big uh, yearly tradition that I looked forward to. And, you know, like we tried to stay up all night and play GameCube and stuff. So it's a big deal. And uh, yeah, every, mm -hmm. I, I still see uh, Luke every now and then at like weddings and stuff. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. So today's uh, theme is all about uh, party games. I'm having a party push and I'm inviting you to it. So honored. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party about talking about parties. The, the best kind of parties. 
Yeah, so put on your party hat and get your, uh, what is it called, a noisemaker. can't really start out with a episode about party games without talking about Mario Party. Mm -hmm. However, we both agreed that we didn't want this episode to be about Mario Party um, just because, you know, that's the one that everybody knows. Yeah, Mario did not get invited to this party. Yeah, he's, he's not here. However, I thought it was important to just mention some uh, aspects of the, the first uh, game in the series just because, you know, it kind of like sets the precedent for a lot of the games that we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. The original Mario Party came out in 1999, right before uh, turn of the millennium. It is the 17th best-selling Nintendo 64 game, with 2,700,000 copies sold. Um, obviously, it was followed by Mario Party 2 and 3 on the N64, and then just like a ridiculous amount of games beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has like 15 or 16 official sequels, um, one of which just came out this last year. For some reason... Like, within the console games, they refuse to acknowledge the handheld games. Yeah, there's, like, Mario Party Game Boy Advance. There's, like, Mario Party DS. Yeah, which are, like, separate. In the newest Mario Party Superstars, which is kind of like a best of, they talk about how there's only been, like, 10 Mario Parties before, or 11 or something. It's like, well, I guess we're not counting those other ones. <laughs> yeah, do they, like, not count the lore? Is it, like, a different universe? Like, I guess. Alternative universe where, like, Mario Party Advance happens? <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but sometimes Nintendo goes, like, deep on stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for the Mario Party uh, giant uh, History of Mario Party book to come out. <laughs> and on the eighth party, Toad was just being such a jerk. <laughs> And then the Dark Lord appeared, <laughs> and it split the timeline. So I'm going to talk about the first party game here. It, it kind of starts in 1999, because that was the year that it was revealed by Sega that um, Sonic Adventure 2 was on its way, mm -hmm. and that there was a Sonic Adventure spinoff that was in development at that time. And I bet you can guess what that Sonic Adventure spinoff uh, game was, or what type of game it was. Um, are you talking about the pinball? No. It's a party game. Oh, oh party game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to guess the title. I was just, you know, it's a party game. Okay. In May of 2000, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which was one of my favorite gaming magazines growing up, they put out this big feature, and there was all these rumors swirling that they were going to have the first look at Sonic Adventure 2, but... Uh, Sega decided to kind of back out on that like the rumor was true they were supposed to do that mm -hmm. but Sega was like you know what it's it's not ready we need to put it in the oven for a few more hours but we have this uh, game that we're going to show at E3 which is a big deal to us and it is a, a Sonic party game that we're calling Sonic Square mm. which I guess is based on like I don't know the fact that dice are square or a board is square in a board game. Board, yeah, the 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 locations in the board game. Right, you move to different squares. Yeah. And the interesting thing really was that it was made by the same people who worked on Mario Party, Hudson Soft. Mm. So it's kind of like, hey, we took the guys who you know made this this hit Nintendo sixty four game, and we got them working for us on this you know next uh, next generation party game. And um, I found the EGM article and was kind of reading through it. 
and I found some of these like inconsistencies. First of all, just like issues with the Sonic universe, and secondly, just like things that never came true. So I'm going to read you these little snippets, and you tell me uh, what you think is wrong with them. Oh God, I, I don't, I don't know my Sonic lore. That's okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All the classic Sonic collectibles, especially coins, will be crucial to the gameplay as well. You see any any issues with that? Coins are aren't aren't they like Sonic's lives? They are, but they're not coins. They're rings. Right. Yeah. 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 There's there's no coins in Sonic. There's rings. Yeah. I know you're like, well, that's like splitting hairs, but it's like, come on. Mario's yeah. the coin guy. Sonic's the ring guy. You got to get that right. Mm-hmm. If all four players land on the space of the same color. They'll engage in an every marsupial for itself minigame. Mm, like some of the Sonic characters aren't marsupials. They're not. Hedgehogs aren't even marsupials. Like the main, the main character is not a marsupial. Tails, the fox, is definitely not a marsupial. I believe Knuckles is, but he's like the only one. <laughs> I need to fact check that one. And the last one is um, Sega is emphasizing that Sonic Square will be a much different experience from Nintendo's party game franchise considering that Mario Party never let, never let players in Peoria, Illinois compete in minigames against opponents in Tokyo. Oh, so it was online. Right. However, guess what happened? <laughs> no online play. No online play. <laughs> <laughs> they had to cut it. A somewhat misleading introduction to the game for the readers, you know, with no coins, not many marsupials, and no online play. Yeah, it was probably like some guys uh, at Sega who like their first day in the job. And they're just like, <laughs> they're like, here's some got to write this great copy. facts. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Sega got Hudson Soft to work on it. And they actually had one of their teams who worked on Jet Set Radio, which is a fantastic game called Smilebit. Mm-hmm. They worked on the graphics, which is why the game has like a cell shaded look to it, which is like, you know, uh, Okami, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker trying to think of games that people would know if they don't know jet set radio give pia yeah give pia <laughs> uh which uh, i don't think that episode's live yet but you'll you'll learn about it here in the future <laughs> so online was planned and you know we were joking about mario party having some like weird serious background lore but this game actually kind of took <laughs> that idea seriously it did end up being called Sonic Shuffle instead of Sonic Square. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's because it was based around uh, you had cards in your hand that you could play to move certain spaces. But the game takes place in a world called Imaginary World, not Imaginary World, Imaginary World, which is one word, by the way. Mm. I don't. That's like a thing in this game. They take two words and smash them into one for no reason yeah why not and there's this fairy that comes to sonic and his crew okay and says like hey you've got to help save imaginary world from this villain whose name is void who kind of looks like an alien that has uh, crystals on his wrists and and ankles he's, he's very sonic uh shaped and uh, you have to stop him by retrieving precious stones one word mm-hmm. <laughs> from the different game boards yeah, they really went hard on this story uh, with like characters that don't show up in any other Sonic game because that bad guy Void, he has like an alternate half who is named Lumina, who's like the he's like the evil part of uh, Imaginary Land and she's like the good part of it. OK. And uh, they're technically the same person when they merge together. They make like the ruler of Imaginary World. And if you're like some huge Sonic fan, and I'm totally getting this wrong, I apologize, but <laughs> there was a lot, a lot to take in. So essentially, you're just on these different boards trying to collect precious stones and 
stop Void from tearing Imaginary World apart. Aside from the main four characters, Sonic, Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, uh, you could be Big the Cat, E-102 Gamma, Super Sonic, who um, apparently in this game is different than normal Sonic, like a different character in general. Nice. And a, a Chow. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. Chow? Yeah. Um, which you had to unlock later. But uh, yeah, all you would do is you would get a certain amount of cards and then you would move around the board based on what you were pulling. It's kind of cool because the Dreamcast, a lot of people I don't think know this, it had this little thing called the VMU, yep. which was like a memory card that you uh, like plugged into the controller and it had a little screen of its own. And you could actually look at your cards on the VMU screen so other people like couldn't see what you were doing, which is, which is really cool. It was very similar to Mario Party, despite what Sega may tell you, mm -hmm. in the fact that you're just traveling around the board, you're trying to get different precious stones, which are like, you know, superstars in Mario Party. Um, you can steal them from people, you can summon Dr. Eggman, who uh, can, you know, steal rings and swap people's positions on the board. But whereas Mario Party mostly just had mini games and certain events that would happen, like if you landed, you know, like, oh no, you're going to get chased by a boo down to this new spot. Sonic Shuffle had like a ridiculous amount of different things. There were battle spaces, event spaces, mini events, mini games, dueling, mm -hmm. and uh, like I could break down every single one of them, but it's just it's not worth it. But there were a handful of different game boards included, and we're gonna try a uh, a real or not here to see if you can get them. Okay. Let's see. I know you're not a big Sonic guy. We'll try and do it fast. Real or not game boards. The Emerald Coast, real or not? Uh, I mean, there's, I know there's Emerald Greens. Um, I'm going to say real. That one is real. You got it. All right. Um, Firebird. I think, that, I think that's the name of Dr. Eggman's ship, maybe? Uh, real. Yes, that is also real. Hey, are you like a pool shark? What are you, are you like shaking me out here? <laughs> I don't know anything about Sonic. <laughs> I've played I've played um two and I've played Mania. Oh, okay. And uh and, and three. Uh Sonic and Knuckles, of course. Alright. Green Hill Zone. I know that is a stage, um, but I'm gonna say fake just because the first two were real. Yes, that one is fake. Riot Train. Fake. That one's real. Oh. Actually. Yeah. Uh Big Whale City. Fake. Yes, that one is fake. Alright, two more. Nature Zone real that one's real yeah good good um mario stinks island uh fake oh yeah damn ah. you got that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sonic shuffle was eventually released for the dreamcast in north america on november 14th 2000 and uh, in japan actually later in december of that same year and it didn't come out in Europe until March of 2001, mm -hmm. and it is one of the few Sonic games that has never been, as far as I can tell in my research, re-released in any collection or platform. There's been rumors that it was going to be part of, like, you know, Sonic Gems collection and mm -hmm. things like that, but it, it, it never showed up in anything else. I don't know if it's because its reception wasn't great or they just wasn't worth it to Sega, but yeah. So when it did come out, um, people were kind of like, hey... It's like Mario Party, but worse. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they just felt like it was, like, way too overly complicated. Uh, the mini games were poorly explained. And, in fact, you could make it through the entire game 
without having to play a mini game. Wow. Like you can make it through an entire round of partying, like just based on chance. Is it a real party? I mean, if you're not playing games, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, I guess it was just like overly needlessly complicated. And um, sometimes the mini games weren't needed. But um, people did say that the the visuals were really cool. Like the cell shaded look was good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some good like music tracks and, you know, the animations were nice. But overall, it was a bit of a stinker. All right, Push, what's uh, what's your first party that you're taking <laughs> us to? Well, the first uh, party that I'm taking you is actually a bash and that's Crash Bash. All right. Uh, this was also released in 2000. 2000 was just a major year for parties, like 1999, yeah. 2000. So that was, um, you know, everyone was like so excited for the new um, millennium. And, um, you know, they all just wanted to have a party. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, we, we survived Y2K. So that's right. Well, there's that famous song lyric. We're going to party like it's 1999. Yeah. And um, everyone heard that in 1999 and was like, oh, we got to get on that party game. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get on that. Uh, you know, Mario <laughs> parties, Sonic Shuffle, Crash Bash. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Crash Bash it was released in 2000 and it was developed by Eurocom. It's the first Crash Bandicoot game not actually developed by Naughty Dog. Oh, OK. Because their partnership with Universal Interactive ended. And it was released for the original PlayStation. Crash Bash is is the last Crash game for the original PlayStation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then also, it's obviously the first in the party genre. They did have that um, Crash uh, Team Racing, kind of like like a go-kart, Mario Kart-ish game uh, that was recently just re-released, right? Yeah, a year or two ago. And it's pretty well received. Yeah. A lot of people have very fond memories of it, but I think Crash Bash wasn't really, really fondly remembered. So the game actually has like a, a deep lore into it. I'm not too familiar with, with Crash Bandicoot, so please excuse me if I'm wrong about this, but there's two masks. There's Aku Aku and Uka Uka. Mm-hmm. Aku Aku is the um, the good one and Uka Uka is the bad one. Correct. And like they're arguing about whether good or evil is stronger, you know, just like normal arguments that you have with your friends. Yeah, yeah. And so in order to settle this, they, uh, Uka Uka decides, hey, let's fight. But Aku Aku is like, no, that's, you know, that's, we can't do that. So Uka Uka's like, well, then how about we just let our friends fight on our behalf? And Aku Aku is just like, yes, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so Aku Aku and Uka Uka they uh, summon a bunch of characters and um, they go on and um, have a party to decide who <laughs> the fate of the universe, basically. So they're just competing to uh, see who's better, good or evil. Yeah. So there's there's four characters on the good side and four characters on the evil side. You can probably guess the the main character who, who's on the good side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spyro. No. Um, yeah, obviously. Cra- Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, yeah. So Crash Bandicoot, Coco Bandicoot. Right. The other two are uh, Tiny Tiger and Dingo Dial. Dingo Dial. Yeah, which are actually enemies. Right. They're on the good. They're on the good side. They're on the good side. Huh. Because Uka Uka like summons six of these baddies, and and Aku uh, Aku is just like, hey, wait a second, we um we need to keep the teams fair. So he takes he takes like two of them. Right. It's not even. 
Yeah, there's really not outside of the two main um, bandicoots and the mask himself. There's not many other good guys in the game, to be honest, like in the universe. Yeah, it seems like they, they really had to go out of their way to be like, well, we need two other characters to be on the good team, I guess. When they probably could have just been like not had the story and just had like all do do like Mario Party style. Right. Like, why, why does it matter? And there's actually a secret character that's only available in the Japanese version. And they are on the neutral side. Do you want to guess who that is? A secret character. Now, is it a character from the Crash Bandicoot universe? Or is it like a... Yeah, it's from the Crash Bandicoot universe. Okay. Um, is it Dr. Cortex? Nope. Okay, I'm just trying to think of like the bad guy. I mean, you already said Dingo Dial and Tiny the Tiger. It's a it's a it's a neutral side. A neutral side. It exists outside of the good and bad. Oh man, I I don't know. It is Fake Crash. Fake Crash. Yeah, the one with the weird teeth and the oh the huge eyebrows. <laughs> I never knew that he um was neutral. I guess I thought he was bad. Yeah, me too. But apparently in the, in the Japanese version, they, they claim that he's neutral. Uh, he, he was actually removed from the Western uh, release. Do we know why? Um, probably because like it wasn't like fully complete. Um, There's like a couple of glitches and stuff like that. Mm. And um, you had to like use like a, a kind of like a cheat to activate him. Oh, I see. So what's the gameplay like on this game? Is it like boards? and? So there's uh, adventure mode and battle mode. Battle mode is just like a mini games that have been won in adventure mode they're like free for all or tournament and stuff like that in adventure mode you can play with like uh one or two players and you have to kind of win all of these mini games to retrieve trophies and like gems and stuff like that once they get the trophies then they move on to the next area i guess and then there's actually like boss characters and stuff like that oh that's fun yeah that's something definitely something that Mario Party does not have as far as I can remember is like a boss character you have to take down. Yeah, so uh there's four bosses. There's Papu Papu, Bear Minito, Commodore Brothers, and Nitrous Oxide. <laughs> My favorite chemical. <laughs> the mini games are pretty standard, you know, like Mario Party esque. Like they have, you know, like where you have to like throw crates at other people or you have a tank war and stuff like that right and 2v2 and 1v3 and all that good stuff yeah after it was released it kind of got like mid-range reviews i assume that there was never uh, a sequel so th there was a release uh on the nintendo ds called crash boom bang which is also like in the party genre and then also there was one in 2007 for phones in japan called chokan crash bandicoot oh and what does chokan mean chokan is like direct feeling oh okay i didn't know if they wanted me to choke on crash bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> i guess like you had to like move your phone to play different games and things yeah so um you know crash would party on for another day i guess <laughs> little to the public's knowledge yeah <laughs> wow what an interesting episode we're going to put things on pause for a moment to briefly explain how you can support Memory Card. If you enjoy our content, you can show your support by leaving positive reviews on your podcasting service of choice. Four or five stars and a few kind words go a long way when it comes to convincing others to give the show a listen. So please do so if you find the time. Spreading the word is also very helpful. 
If you know anyone who's interested in gaming or history, or both, you should consider sharing Memory Card with them. Every season we strive to reach a wider audience, and you can help. If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to patreon.com slash memcard. Every single one of our patrons gets access to early ad-free episodes. Higher tiers include bonus episodes, shoutouts, stickers, and more. We certainly hope you'll check it out and consider becoming one of our lovely patrons. Once again, that's patreon.com slash M-E-M-C-A-R-D. Hey Ben, what's our sticker for the season? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This season we have a lovely illustration of Gumbo, the Bull Terrier, wearing a memory card sweatshirt, as drawn by artist Alice Carroll. And it's actually the dog of Jamatar who does the theme for our podcast. Whoa, that's like everything I love. I love dogs, I love sweatshirts, I love Jamatar. That's right, and it's a sticker. Whoa, I can stick it on my phone. <laughs> you can stick it wherever you want, Push. Well, thanks for taking the time to hear us out. Let's get back to the show. All right, well, my second party game is definitely not as in-depth as Sonic Shuffle or probably even Crash Bash, but uh, it was a launch title on the original Xbox. Uh, did, you, did you have an, an Xbox push? I had an Xbox 360 for a week, and then it okay. red-ringed. Oh, no. <laughs> so I... <laughs> no, this was the original. In fact, the uh, friend I mentioned earlier in the episode, Luke, mm. um, I remember having intense debates with him over whether or not he should get an Xbox or a GameCube. And uh, eventually I talked him into getting a GameCube, which I think even in you know hindsight was the right, the right thing to do. Yeah, you, you saved him. Yeah, he was a good friend. But at launch in uh, November of 2001, the original Xbox had, uh, you know, quite a few standout games. It had Halo, obviously, is the big one. Um, Oddworld, Munch's Odyssey, which I'm actually going to talk about in a future episode. Dead or Alive, Dark Summit, Project Gotham Racing. Uh, most importantly, Shrek, the mm -hmm. uh, game based on the original movie. <laughs> but uh, one of these games was Fusion Frenzy. And um, in fact, it was a game that was included as a demo on many of the other games that I just listed, mm -hmm. um, including Halo. So a lot of people have probably tried it. A lot of people have probably played it, um, but maybe they've never played the real full game. But um, it was developed by Blitz Studio, which may sound familiar to you, Push, and possibly to our listeners, because they are the ones behind the Burger King games, uh. Sneak King and Big Bumpin' and all that. Um, and actually, before this, I would say their biggest hit was the N64 uh, classic, possibly one of the best games of all time, called Glover. Mm -hmm. We play as a glove. <laughs> but that's a little sarcasm, because Glover was not very good. But yeah, they mostly did um, like Nickelodeon games. I think they did iCarly and Fairly Odd Parents and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, lots of licensed stuff. Right. But Fusion Frenzy is actually one of the few Xbox games that I actually played uh, quite a bit as a, you know, kid as a teenager because my friend uh, Noel had an Xbox and this is one of the games that he had so we would play it and um, it's a little different than the other games that we've talked about you don't really like choose to move around the game board it's just kind of like you move from one mini game to the next which let's be honest is kind of a breath of fresh air in the <laughs> the world of Crash Bash and Sonic Shuffle where it's like you must save the universe mm -hmm. so um, it had minigame frenzy mode, which was just you running around playing minigames that you wanted to, and then tournament mode, 
where you would move from different zones and play different types of games that were, you know, based around the same topic. So there was like um, tank mini games, there were demolition mini games, music mini games, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you would pick one of six characters and there was no difference between them. You know, it's kind of like Mario Party. It doesn't matter if you pick Donkey Kong or Princess Peach, you're going to be able to do the same thing. Any spots that you didn't pick were, were filled in by computer AI. Mm-hmm. And you would pick how many zones you wanted to go to. So it's like, you want to have a short game, you pick two zones. You want to have a longer game, you pick six zones. And they would go through and play the different mini games. But the big difference was at the conclusion of each zone, you would go through a thing that was called Fusion Frenzy. Like that was an actual, like that was the big thing at the end. And um, you would decide like how many of the orbs that you had collected, because it's all about orbs in this game. You would decide whether you wanted to like gamble them. You'd say like, oh, I bet I'll win this Fusion Frenzy. And you'd have to put like three or more orbs out there. And then everyone would kind of run around and beat each other up and collect other people's orbs, collect Mm -hmm. the like neutral orbs. And then at the end, you know, whoever had the most was like the winner or you got to keep all the orbs that you collected. Even if you didn't win like all the mini games that were leading up to the Fusion Frenzy, you could still win the game by like collecting the most orbs during a Fusion Frenzy match. There were uh, six characters, mm-hmm. three male and three female. The male characters were Dub, Samson, Zach, and the female characters were Gina, Naomi, and Jet. Some pretty cool names. Dub for the W. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it definitely had some, like, cool early thousands vibes, you know. Um, You could tell they were trying to get that teenage crowd with the designs of the characters. And there were the six different zones you could go through were Coliseum, Downtown, Outlands, Military Base, Power Station, and Waterfront. And kind of like I said before, each of them had specific types of minigames that you would uh, get into. I distinctly remember playing that game with my friends. And uh, there's one minigame I remember in particular where you're like running Mm -hmm. and there's different bars that you have to either hop over or duck under at the right time. And they would just like smack you off, you know, to your death or uh, down below or whatever. And that was always a really fun one because you can never see them coming. You had to like make like really split decisions. Mm -hmm. Fusion Frenzy kind of had a cult following. It uh, when it came out, they were like, this is the best party game on the Xbox. It's the only party game on the Xbox, <laughs> but, you know, like, it's, it's worth your time if you want a somewhat Mario Party-like experience. It was apparently good enough that they came out with a sequel, Fusion Frenzy 2, which was going to be developed by the original developer, Blitz Games, but eventually it was handed off to, drumroll, Hudson? Hudson Soft, yeah. Wow, <laughs> they just keep coming back. Uh-huh, they're like, we made Mario Party, made Fusion Frenzy 2, we made uh, Sonic Shuffle. So I think they're secretly uh, in charge of every party game that, uh, that comes out. Fusion Frenzy 2 was not a lot different from the previous one. The biggest difference was instead of different zones, now it was different planets that you went to to play different minigames. And um, somewhat like Sonic Shuffle, they included special cards that you could play at the start of uh, minigames to like multiply how many points you got, or uh, the fact that you would get a pick the next minigame, you could steal things from people. But um, I don't think it sold super well. The original Fusion Frenzy did not come out in Japan, as far as I can tell, but Fusion Frenzy 2 did. And 
there's never been a Fusion Frenzy 3, but at the time of recording right now, I do believe the original Fusion Frenzy is on Xbox Game Pass. Oh. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can just go, you know, download it mm-hmm. and give it a try. It, it's probably going to be a little clunky, um, you know, because it's uh, 20 years old, but it'd be kind of fun to play with, with a bunch of friends, you know, on a Saturday night. Yeah. All right, Push, uh, hit me with your last party. Well, the last party is the Pac-Man party. Pac-Man party. I'm surprised that one didn't get brought up in the uh, Pac-Man spinoff showcase. I was saving it. You were saving it. (laughs) (laughs) Saving it for party time. No, I just felt like there's other Pac-Man games to talk about for that one. But uh, this one was released for the Wii, and it was developed by Tosei, actually. Uh, Tosei does a lot of video games and are generally uncredited in a lot of them but they're credited for this one mm-hmm. and it was published by uh, namco bandai and um released in 2010 just in time for the 30th anniversary of pac-man oh nice so this was like kind of the pac-man celebration game oh cool pac-man party is it's kind of a mix of monopoly and mario party in the story Pac-Man is like checking his mail as he usually does, and he finds a letter from a man named Mr. Cookie, who is like the manager at the Cookie Factory. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Cookie is writing to him saying that a thief is planning to steal his recipe of the extra powerful power cookies. <laughs> I don't know why he's like relying on the postal service to like deliver this urgent me- message, but I guess in the Pac-Man universe, they just don't have cell phones. <laughs> So Pac-Man, you know, runs off to the, the, the cookie factory. He runs into Blinky, which is uh, one of the, the ghosts. Do you know uh, what, what ghost that is? Blinky, uh, the red one? That's right. So, yeah, he runs, he runs into Blinky. And what does Blinky have on him? Cookies. The cookie recipe. Uh-huh. So Pac-Man has to get that recipe back and stop the ghost. Is this a game that's, like, based on the pac-man tv show no but some of the designs were later used for it oh okay i was gonna say i'm looking i'm just looking at the box art right now and it looks very similar to a lot of the uh the cutesy kind of like 3d designs yeah as i mentioned the game is kind of a mix of mario party and like monopoly and that's because uh you're on this board going around collecting cookies you have to get to the cookie factory uh after you collect a certain amount of cookies But if you land on, like, a blank space, you can, like, build a castle. Mm -hmm. If you land on someone else's castle, you can, like, attack that castle and, like, try to take it over by minigames and stuff like that. And there's, like, 30 or so different types of minigames. You know, they they use the Wii remote in different ways. Mm -hmm. And there's even boss battles in this one as well. Oh, man. Another party game with boss battles. Yeah, I see. I feel like that was something that Nintendo like skipped over, and everyone was like, "Haha, we know what we can do." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this isn't Mario Party because look, look what we got. We got boss battles. Yeah. Once you get enough cookies and go to the the cookie factory, then you win. Why do you think they uh, chose the whole cookie aspect? Do you think it's because it, they kind of look like the pellets, or that he eats during the normal arcade game? Yeah, I think I think they're supposed to be the pellets. Oh, okay. Because I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess you could do like candy. I was trying to think of other round, you know, foods. Pizza's probably too big. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of uh, Mr. Cookie before. I mean, the the, the Pac-Man universe is, is very deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so apparently, like uh, the early Japanese release of Pac-Man, they referred to them as cookies, I think. Mm-hmm. But then later they were like, okay, now they're pack dots or power pellets. Yeah, that makes more sense. The The game also uh, features uh, classic versions of Pac-Man and I think Galaga and Dig Dug. Oh, like the actual arcade games themselves. Yeah, like the actual actual arcade games. So you could also play those if you, if you get bored of, of the party. I was going to say, you know, it's kind of maybe not the best game when they're like, hey, if you don't like the actual whole game we created, here's some old classics. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely going to enjoy. Eventually, it was it was also released for the 3DS as well. And the 3DS has, uh, like, I think one uh, less board or so. It has, it has a couple things missing. Yeah, they tend to scale them down a little bit when they have to change them to, you know, be on a smaller system. Makes sense. The 3DS version allowed players to uh, play wireless with four players with only one cart. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I wish Nintendo would bring that back with the Switch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pac-Man Party um, wasn't well received. Got like pretty mixed reviews. Yeah, that seems to be the the thing with these party games. I mean, let's be honest. Mario Party games are not even always the best reviewed games. No, a lot of them aren't that good either. (laughs) Yeah. So when you take that formula and you kind of like tweak it and make it a little worse in spots, it really things kind of fall apart quickly. Yeah, it's not something that a lot of people want to sit down and you know waste an hour on. Well, like a lot of the time, uh, these the party games are like they feature a lot of mini games, and like the quality of those mini games just range because like some of them are full fledged, and the other ones are just like tech demos. Right. Well, and you know some of these games seem like so convoluted. Yeah. In terms of the boards or the mini games or the amount of different things you can do, that they probably spent you know they spread themselves too thin. Yeah. There, there's too much yeah which yeah. is probably why the the best reviewed one of the games we've talked about on this episode is fusion frenzy the game where they literally just focused on the mini games mm-hmm. well you know what push it's late so guess what party's over <laughs> yeah i'm partied out <laughs> everyone get out you don't have to go home but you can't stay here That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music was crafted by talented chiptune composer Jamatar. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamatar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting Jamatar.com. If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow. Or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBentendo and at PushDustin, respectively. Have you considered supporting Memory Card on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, all of which get access to early, ad-free episodes. These people include Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Harrison, Jorge Bajija, Manuel Vitella, Shala, Sandra L., Brandon Hanabarger, Dan K and Sean Marafini. All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard. We'll be back really soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show. 
we'll see you soon.